Merch available right now. Follow all social media platforms to stay updated on promos and more. What's up? What it do? It's your boy, Daddy Gamer, and welcome to the Gamers Den. If this is your first time here, this is the show where we go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything. Appreciate you coming. With that being said, let's get into it with quick hits. So we got a few things to go over with quick hits, you know what I'm saying? And quick hits, for those that are new, is where we go over some articles and we talk about some things real quick. So let's get into it, starting with Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringer soundtrack is now available on Spotify. I personally don't have Spotify. I still be using SoundCloud and YouTube. Uh, I, I, I need to get like a separate laptop so I can just download everything I want and put it on there without having to worry about storage. Because the laptop I use now is mainly for work. But this is dope news because I listen to video game OSTs. I listen to original soundtracks. I listen to them all the time. I listen to Mirror's Edge 1. I listen to um, Catalyst. I listen to all of the soundtracks. I listen to those. Sometimes I go to the Shinobi PS2 soundtrack and listen to that sometimes. You know, it's like the, the music that's scored in these games are grand. You know, and Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts are one of those games that have grand soundtracks to where they do, they end up creating a show and they have an entire orchestra to perform these songs. Like, there, I'm pretty sure there's footage or anybody can play on a piano, a guitar, any instrument you could think of, they could play Sephiroth's theme song. I bet, like, they before COVID, they used to go around the world or the country, whatever the case, and play the entire Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. So, this is really dope, man, because we all know, my bad, that was my chair, I just moved the handle. <laughs> um, you know, but we listen to these games and these soundtracks is dope. You know, sometimes I listen to them, you know, just casually. You know, so this is real dope. It's something dope. So if you got Spotify and you rock with Final Fantasy music and theme songs and stuff like that, go ahead and check that out. All right. And let's get into it with the last thing of quick hits here, which is Amazon reportedly plans to open department stores starting in California and Ohio. Now, I want to talk about this real quick because I am in Ohio, and that's the most y'all gonna get for free. But yeah, um, you know, and we've been, it's been talks between locals over the past few years about Amazon, right? And it was uh, a few years ago, maybe like two years ago, like right before the pandemic or something. And we was talking about Amazon because it was uh, like a lot of just real estate, not like real estate place, but I guess you could say real estate, but it was a lot of retail space open. And it's just a lot of retail space and buildings is just sitting collecting dust. And it's just like, yo, what you think they're gonna do with it? Everybody always talk about what they're gonna do with it, what they're gonna do with it. Well, you know, we started seeing construction being done and everybody was like, oh yeah, no, that's gonna be Amazon. Yeah, that's Amazon. And then it finally got confirmed when you look through some local reports and you look into it that Amazon was, you know, was building there. And what it was reported was that it was going to be a factory. And I guess that will be what you would assume regularly. Right. Because, oh, Amazon warehouse ship everything. I mean, Amazon it's like everybody affiliated in or that works in Amazon is on extra crack. 
Like you get a regular serving of crack when you get the job, but then they put you on like extra crack if you're a delivery driver because somebody gonna order and they want you to get this package delivered to their front step in 72 hours or less. Like, yo, it's, it's mad crazy, like the output that they be doing, bro. I, I feel y'all, you know what I'm saying? But Jesus, but this is dope because it's gonna, you know, produce jobs and all that. So it was a something in this article that I wanted to read off real quick because it's not too much. It's not too much, but uh, let's go ahead and here it is right here. While private equity firms did their part, Amazon is now in the odd position of replacing stores that it helped kill off. If the plans turn into action, the first locations could show up in California and Ohio. In 2019, the Wall Street Journal published on Amazon's acquisition of empty mall spaces in, spaces in northeastern Ohio and now says that in the same year, it was asking U.S. apparel brands about opening retail stores to show off their products. So, yeah, that's right around that time, you know, we that, you know, a lot of locals where I'm at, you know, was was talking about it. And, you know, like I said, we just thought it was going to be a regular, you know, factory ship, whatever, because a, ge a geography, right? It was like, OK, the highway is right there. You can go down the street right here, you know, people go order whatever, whatever. So you get it. And, and it kind of made sense. But, you know, now that this article, I'm reading this article, you know, and this article was made just a few days ago. Uh, got published August 19th, 2021 by Richard Lawler. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, now that this is being reported, you know, it makes even more sense now because where you know like they said old mall spaces and where i'm at in the area i was at it was a mall that we was talking about that we knew that they was coming in and they building on you know so i think what they did was build it like i'm just telling y'all like this off of a first-hand experience of actually seeing the construction seeing the people seeing stuff being built yeah that's probably an amazon they building and it's probably gonna be an Amazon store if this holds to be true, like it says, if the plan turns into action. So if this turns to be true in the years to come, it's gonna be an Amazon retail store where a mall used to be at. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, where a mall used to be at. It's gonna be right there. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy to see this. You know, it's just crazy on one end to see this and then it's like, the Amazon empire is continuing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. Jeff Bezos is probably doing stuff behind behind the scenes and they just keeping it going, man. Like, yo, we, we got to take over. Before you know it, everybody can be like, oh, you go to Amazon? Yeah, I went to Amazon up the street. Yeah, I bought it all. I bought it from Amazon. That's all. It's ordered from Amazon now. But now the, now the phrase is going to be, I bought it at Amazon. And with that being said, man, that's going to be the end of Quick Hits. That's all we got for quick hits today. You know, something like, you know what I'm saying? Something like, at this point of the video, if you didn't already appreciate you, make sure you like that and subscribe to the page. It helps grow. You definitely wanna be a part of the community, the society and all that, whatever the case may be. Now, with that being said, we got two topics for, uh, yeah, we got two topics for the main topics of the show. Now, the reason why I sucked my teeth and all that is because, you know, one of these topics, 
I guess we can just go into this now is GPUs. So we're talking about GPUs. If you have a gaming laptop, gaming computer, or you just like to have a high-end piece of hardware, you're going to be like, oh, man, here we go, GPUs. And you kind of going to know what I'm alluding to, maybe. So let's go ahead and read this uh, headline right here. NVIDIA expects GPU supply constraints for the vast majority of 2022. So with that being said right there, um, uh, I'm going to just go ahead and give a little spiel real quick. So, you know, I used to have a gaming P, not gaming PC, a gaming laptop. I had Alienware. And it went to shit on me. You know, I bought it off eBay. Everything, it was in good condition. I bought it used. It was on eBay. And it was in good condition. And, you know, give it like a few months later from the point in time I ordered it and I got it. It just went to shit. You know what I'm saying? Excuse the language. But it just went... And it was just like, yo, what's going on here? And I'm just like, bro, that's not cool. Now, I didn't go to no electronic shop or even Best Buy or nothing to get it fixed because I'm one of them people that have a temper, you know, especially when things that break shouldn't be breaking, especially when you do the proper steps and the proper things to shut it down and or close it or to take care of it. And then it just decided to say, you know what? I don't want to work today. I'm not coming to work. I'm not going to do this. That makes me mad. I get mad at those things. I tend to get upset because there is no reason. I press the shutdown button. I unplug it when I sleep. I, I don't do much on it. I, all I did was record videos, play the game. And that wasn't even all the time. And even if it was, you were supposed to be able to handle that. So, um, yeah, man, it, it just went to poop on me and then I just ended up getting regular laptops and I can only do so much. I mean, now cloud gaming has solved a lot of these problems, but still a GPU is highly important when you having a high end PC or a laptop gaming or just for casual purposes, because you need every part of the machine to work or it's all going to fail. So I wanted to read something out of this article real quick. This article was made August 19th, 2021 by a Tom Warren. So um, we have a, we have some things in here should be up on the screen. I would expect that we will see a supply constrained environment for the vast majority of next year is my guess at the moment, said Wang, according to a transcript of the call spotted by video cards. Nvidia has committed to securing long-term supply commitments, but demand is still higher than supply right now during a global chip shortage. So, you know, it's, you know, and that's my thing, man. You know, we know this chip shortage is affecting a lot of other things and like the tech, electric space, you know what I'm saying? But this kind of just stuck out to me in a sense because I do want to upgrade my current laptop to a gaming laptop or just go ahead get a gaming pc whatever uh yeah gaming pc whatever it is but um you know i'll talk about more of that in the next topic we got because that's where it really comes into play at what i'm leading to and the next thing says nvidia's warnings of a gpu shortage well in the 2022 might not seem as bad as they sound though anecdotally we've noticed nvidia managing to resupply a range of its GPUs across both Europe and the US more frequently in recent weeks than we've seen since the RTX 30 series debut last year. So, 
you know, it sounds like they're doing okay right now, which is cool, you know what I'm saying? It's cool, whatever the case. And NVIDIA has just made it known or have been making it known, like, it's, it's going to keep being a drought. It's going to keep being a shortage on these GPUs. Like, like I said, they might have the stock right now, but who knows what happens months later and oh man whatever and then you gotta just like tweak and modify uh, a decent or a budget gaming laptop budget gaming PC because GPUs ain't around like they like they would be you know so if you gonna get a gaming PC or a gaming laptop as of right now in this moment around this point in time I consider just stay within a range like I wouldn't say a budget, like get a budget one, like saying get something less than a thousand, because ultimately get what you can afford. It really don't matter what I or anybody else say, get what you can afford. But if you want to stay within a certain price range, I just say stay in between one to three thousand, because these things can go upwards of ten thousand dollars. Like I didn't heard stories and people saying they just spent crazy amounts of stuff just on upgrades and stuff alone. They bought some, then they get upgrades and they do. The, the stuff can cost money you know what i'm saying like these machines cost money so you might want to be a streamer you might want to be a content creator you go need the hardware for this you know unless you can finesse and fidego you gonna need some hardware but all right let's go ahead and get into the next and the last main article of today and this is where i'll be able to continue that thought right so we have a interview with Triangle Studios. They made the game, it came from space and ate our brains. They made that video game. This article was posted on stadiasource.com, August 18th, 2021. And the good, the good people over there at Stadia Source, they interviewed Triangle Studios and talked to them, you know, asked them just, you know, how things was going, you know, chopped it up with them, you know what I'm saying? You know, just, you know, see what's going on with Triangle Studios and how they liking everything so far and what's going on, not only with Stadia, just in general, right? So, you know, and the article is it's literally just the entire conversation. It's Q&A, Q&A, not a lot of preface, not a lot of preface, not a lot of, you know, suffixes going on. It's just straight to the point, right? So I want to talk about cloud gaming right now because cloud gaming as i have told y'all is the future whether you on stadia geforce now uh luna like it don't matter it, it, it just don't matter it is the future whether you like it or not cloud gaming is the future stadia as for example stadia has the technology that a lot of these other cloud gaming platforms is lacking but at the same time what I'm getting at is Stadia, you could just type in stadia.com on your Chrome browser, boom, play. You could download the app on your phone, boom, play. You could that like pretty much whatever device is capable of downloading the Google Play Store, you have Stadia. One account, one million to one million devices. And it's just that alone that alone can reach so many other gamers and even potential gamers and with them having over 150 200 games as of right now if my facts are wrong correct me 
but yeah man yeah it's 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 going down it's going down in the cloud space cloud gaming about to rain on everybody's parade and i'm here for it but let's get into the interview with triangle studios right so what i wanted to uh so let's go go ahead to it they got a question you know they asked can you please tell us more about triangle studios you know and they're a medium-sized dev from the netherlands that's what they said we've been around for quite some time but have recently shifted focus to the creation of games with new and original ip question again it came from space and our brains launched on stadia earlier this year how has the reception been for the game since launch and are you pleased with how the game has performed since its launch on stadia they said Stadia is still in its early, st early stages, so it's not really fair to compare it to other platforms that have been around for a long time. However, it is very noticeable that Stadia has a very avid following, and overall, it seems to be a very healthy and supporting community. This is not a given on other platforms, so I'm really happy with how people responded to our game. Now, before we continue on to talk about that, the Stadia community, the community of Stadia, is so positive and so accountable the accountable is the bigger word in this because we we know playstation xbox nintendo we all know it or have been in or still is a part of the console war the memes the name calling the whatever the case now by default by now by default if this was like a real life war i would just be between cloud gaming and sony as an ally between the two and just work part-time for both of them because i've been playing sony console hardware software whatever since day one since i was born first first platform outside of nintendo's and all of that was a playstation so therefore playstation takes the cake playstation one with the flip with the flip screen on it yep i had that the playstation 2 fat and slim playstation 3s i had a ps4 at one point the 5 i'm cool because cloud gaming is here is the playstation 5 great and still better than the xbox you dang going right but hey but hey but hey nonetheless the console war is a thing and it's been like this for a, for a decade plus now console to this this is better than that the processing unit is this i like how they said it's noticeable that stadia has a has a avid following and it seems healthy and as, as a healthy and supporting community you know I, i'm really i'm just really glad they said that because stadia has just started it's a little under two years old or it's two years gone now and you have people who live stream you know stadia you got people who make stadia content and we are so behind stadia and we are with this we understand that things are going to come in time over time we know you know that hey it's not going to be all perfect man i saw a video of a dude going in on stadia because it didn't have a search bar like bro who cares like i didn't need a search bar i still able i still got to the game and i still bought it and now what all this time later we got a search bar so now it's just gonna leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths as time go on because 
Stadia is only getting better. And this has been proven week after week, day after day, month after month. New technologies and things have been in place and added to the, to the Stadia launcher. More games have been ported to Stadia. We're getting big titles. Things are coming day and day. Reports keep coming out. At the end of the day, everything negative said about Stadia can be what it is. But it's going to be more good about Stadia than it is negative because we, everybody that's on cloud gaming as a whole now, we are seeing a different form and perspective of gaming. And we, and, and, and it's not only the hardcore, but it's the casual included. But that's going farther than far, right? So let's keep going, right? The, to, the, to another question. So how did the team at Triangle Studios find the process of developing a game for a cloud platform such as Stadia? So they answered, we've always been about multi-platform development. So adding a new target platform wasn't a huge deal to us. Still, it is remarkable how well Stadia has their act together. There are so many small things that help your life as a dev creating a game for a platform. Stadia does a lot of these things very well. There's some room for improvement, of course, and this is where we make sure to provide feedback. Another huge thing about Stadia is that the team behind the platform is amazing to work with. From the people who onboarded us to the people who help us during development and getting the game out on the store. It's unlike anything I've experienced before. So this right here just goes to just to even back up more of what I just said. Even in-house, even in-house, it sounds like they're doing any and everything they possibly can to help these developers, to help these publishers get their games and their creation ported and out in the best efficient way possible. Everybody's not going to have the same, every company and developer are not going to have the same experiences. I don't expect that. I don't expect every article from here on out to come out with people just praising Stadia, almighty Stadia. No, I don't expect that whatsoever. But like I told y'all, it's only going to get better with time. So therefore, you know, they said it's room for improvement, of course. And that's where they make sure to make feedback. So my thing is, as long as these developers, companies or whatever are being sound and clear on what is lacking inside the Stadia infrastructure and or what needs to be fixed anywhere within the business between them and them or whatever on the platform to make the game run smoother, the, the tech run smoother, whatever it is keep doing that and make sure it's in the forefront that way they can not only make it easier for your game to be ported day and day launched on the platform but just the functionality of stadia in itself because cool yeah they can make and help your game run better specifically but your game would would probably wouldn't even need that specifically if the tech itself got the upgrades and improvements it needed. So now it wouldn't be much on your game having to be done and tinkered with 
it'd be less on that and more of the system because once the, in, the the infrastructure once the infrastructure is turned up and twinked and tinked up so high you you know you're good to go so it was one more thing i want to talk about yeah you know it's uh so i'm gonna read two questions and two answers and this is gonna be the last thing of this it came from space and that our brains recently became a stadia pro title are you able to share with us if the game will benefit from the new 70 percent split of stadia pro revenue incentive the answer I won't go in details of what our agreement with Stadia looks like, but our main reason for going into Stadia Pro is that we hope to expose many more people to our title who otherwise wouldn't have made a purchase. Second question. What are your thoughts on the new incentives that Stadia recently announced for developers? How do you feel they will benefit developers such as Triangle Studios in the long term? Answer. I spent a lot of time thinking about this actually. Not just in regards to Stadia, but overall with the rise of the game subscriptions. I believe the platforms now have a greater responsibility to invest in the creation of content more than ever before. These can't all be AAA productions either, and they they will have to find a way to highlight content that is relevant to players rather than just the one game that everyone is already playing. Netflix will invest $17 billion. Let me repeat that. Netflix will invest $17 billion in the creation of new content in 2021. Their intent is to establish a portfolio that appeals to kids, teens, as well as adults. I don't believe spending from any of the platforms in, this, in the games industry is anywhere near this amount. So, these two questions that Triangle Studios got asked goes hand in hand, right? And this gets us to the next part of this whole thing. So they couldn't really speak much on the revenue incentive from the new 70-30 deal, whatever that Stadia has going on, whatever the case. Okay, cool. But, you know, what, what, I, what I like about Triangle Studios in this, in this interview, in this Q&A here, is that they stay very neutral. They have stayed neutral throughout this because they don't say anything is bad or good about the revenue split. They just say they can't talk about it. And that's all you gotta do. <laughs> I just wanna put that out there. I love that. I love that, they just, they just so neutral. They, they like dude probably sat there like, oh man, this is bad, but this is good. But at the same time, what was like, you know, their, their main goal is their main goal, which was to get the title out to people who wouldn't have made a purchase. And this, and and I and I wanted to highlight that because I I said that when uh, probably a few episodes ago when they announced the 70-30 split thing, and I was like, this might I was like for any developers, publishers, whatever, this may or may not be the best thing on the table for you because at the end of the day you want to get your game out there, and this and what I and you want and it was something else I said, but this brings what I was about to say going to the second question where they where they said um where they said where they said i gotta go back to it hold on yeah where they said they believe the platforms now have a greater responsibility to invest in the creation of content more than ever they all can't be triple a productions they will have to find a way to highlight content that is relevant to players rather than just the one game that everybody is already playing so 
this is important what i was about to say finishing my previous from billions of episodes of thoughts like like y'all gonna learn man by this if you if you've been following for 39 40 episodes you you should know oh man he about to be he about to be talking that eh. he about to get talking that eh. oh man he about to he about to start swagging he about to flare it up on there and he about to i said this is like i i, I touch on this stuff right I, I touch on this i say what i say and then dip you know what i'm saying so i said this episodes ago where the the stadia stadia might be the best thing on the table for you you might have xbox sony nintendo you know a steam deal whatever only on your table if you're a developer company publisher whatever the case but you know stadia is here and okay now you can oh you can do this do the stadia pro stadia pro model whatever from a consumer standpoint i don't expect a lot of people to understand the business side of this right but when you look at the business side of this and you you get into understanding the tech what the tech is what it does when you when you get into the okay this works like this in conjunction with this or these group of people have the great tech and they are licensing that out when you get into all of that then a lot of this start to make sense but we talking about well we're gonna talk about business models right right so since day one microsoft xbox whatever they have been requiring you to get some way shape or form a x live a xbox live membership in order to play a game online to enjoy the online multiplayer functions i call that bullshit because from day one if you had a playstation or any other thing for that matter you could just hook up to the internet whether via wi-fi or ethernet and boom there you go you on the internet for free i even told people it was like that on playstation 4 until they just officially made it that way because just a few years ago like I- i'll say like 2013 14 15 hell even six all the way up to about like 2017 bro from 2013 to 2017 i guarantee you i didn't have to pay i guarantee you i had roommates who did not pay playstation plus and they was online playing nba 2k call of duty star wars like bro wasn't nobody playing bro we, we wasn't paying nobody was paying i wasn't they wasn't he wasn't she wasn't nobody and the thing is it's okay for sony to implement a business model like that now because they haven't before it wasn't a requirement the key word is requirement requirement mandatory these are the key words because in the xbox cloud pass xbox cloud cloud pass pass cloud pass gas whatever the school whatever it's called they they require you to okay you gotta it not even require you their their, their whole selling point in their cloud service is the membership i looked at it it is the membership you could pay the same price of stadia get the membership get this get it and pay for it every month so now instead of uh xbox microsoft person anybody paying 20 30 40 50 60 dollars a month however hundreds of dollars a year for your membership you can pay that same 100 110 whatever plus dollars a year but save yourself you know a couple more dollars because you don't have to pay for the membership solely itself you don't have to do that you don't have to do that like that's the whole seven point is the membership because what's the point of having x cloud 
if the games on xCloud have online multiplayer functioning, but you need a Xbox membership to play online. Xbox is the only people, Microsoft, they are the only people with that kind of business model. Stadia is the same. No, Stadia is different. This is Stadia. The, where the business model is, hey, you can just get on the browser, play the game right there on your laptop, on your TV, on your phone, on your smartwatch, whatever you got that can do this, you can play it. Now, their model is Stadia Pro. Stadia Pro is like that. You pay $10 and you don't even, and then the thing is, it's not even Stadia Pro because if you buy the game on Stadia, you could just play it regular. Some of these games on Stadia got crossplay. PUBG got crossplay. Destiny got crossplay. Games on Stadia have crossplay. So the business model, you know, this is why, and tell you, shout out to Triangle Studios. I really like this. They said all these games can't be AAA productions either because you have to put out and highlight content that's relevant to people and not just the same game everybody playing. You don't really hear a lot of developers saying, well, you got to do this and that because everybody playing this one same type of shit. Excuse my language. But, and that's my whole thing, right? I got to a point with myself, I'm cool on first person shooters if it's not Borderlands. And the reason why, like, it's not that, not if it's not Borderlands, it's just I can't play Call of Duty, bro. I can't play Call of Duty, PUBG. I'm, I'm cool on that shit, bro. And the reason why I can't do it is in partly due to just the energy that goes with having to play that. It ain't even the, like, like, you can be mad focused 100% and play those games and have fun. But the energy in them games, bro, like a lot of it got to do with the community of people that play the games. Like people just be on there trolling. People just be on there acting a fool. People be on there being racist. People be on there like team killing it. Like, all right, like, bro, I'm just trying to play the game, bro. Why is you being retarded? Like, it's it's just a lot of stuff that goes into these games now. And then where every game is a battle royale game now. Like, I just was looking at that um Naraka, Naraku Blade game. Whatever the case, the new game coming out. I'm up here thinking it's a new samurai story jump. I'm like, okay, I'm with this. Let's go. Man, it's a battle royale with swords. With swords and sticks. I'm like, come on, bro. Quit this. You got to quit. Quit with the battle royales, man. That's all I'm saying. Quit. Quit. Can we get back to the story? I'm tired of shooting everybody. I want to get back to the story. Which is why I play story games. Anyway. But, you know, they... Triangle Studios have made great points and I've made the same great points. They also, now this thing is where it really matters. Netflix will invest $17 billion in the creation of content in 2021. And they said that they believe that they do not believe spending from any of the platforms in the game industry is anywhere near this amount. And it's not. When is the last time you heard of Sony, Nintendo, or Microsoft spending over a billion dollars in creating a game a game like like bro this is this is not it but this just goes to show y'all this is the type of this is the amount of money that is going to be needed not only for cloud gaming but if you want to have some type of stake in it right now during the beginning of this this is how much it's already costing this ain't the first number, I believe, that's been in the billions that's just been thrown out here by a company or something as far as cloud gaming goes. 
and this is where Google and I said this well I think I said this 30 some episodes too like 30 some episodes ago maybe 25 I don't know I'm gonna have to start rewatching these man I'm gonna have to start rewatching myself um I said this well no when they closed sg &E studios everybody thought it was over everybody thought whatever no when you talking about making brand new stuff for a brand new type of platform with this brand new tech bro it's gonna cost some bread and look what netflix talking about 17 billion dollars what, what, what was the other thing that happened with netflix oh netflix is gonna try and come out with video games and cloud gaming it is that in the third dude dude this is gonna cost a lot of money and Google Alphabet, yes, they have a lot of money. They can make a lot of money. They can do a lot of things. But I think they saw what Netflix is saying, that this stuff is going to cost a lot of money. And around the time when SG&E Studios closed and they closed it down, I even said this is a business move because this is also in the middle of a pandemic. So now the cost of even just making our standard regular game that's not even AAA is probably to went up some because... You got all these creators, graphic artists, and designers, and musicians, and all these people, and all these elements that's a part of making a the game. They all not at the studio no more. They not at the they not at the warehouse. They not at the gaming studio. They not here. They not this. They gotta send stuff via email and go to somebody's house and do all this that and the third. Y'all seen how atrocious these award shows been and all this stuff, bro? They got people doing webcams and webcam all these webcam shows. These people these people gotta do stuff at their house. They like, man, I think one of the people live next to each other. I don't know. All I know is that it's like, bro, I think Google look, I think what Google is doing is, or what they did was they looked down the road and they was like, if we sticking with this, we at least want to have something like when you, it's like when you got a business, bro, you at least want to take some type of profit, even if it's a dollar more, like like if you if you gonna bite the bullet if you gonna take this if you gonna make the sacrifice you gotta you gotta have the the, the site to to look down the road and be like where am i gonna take this at like it's a life thing but especially in business right netflix is t apparently apparently are going to be investing billions of dollars now what if it don't work now is you gonna make your overhead back is you gonna do this back is you gonna do that back like, 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 what is you going to make back? And I think this is where Google was like, you know what? Let's just pull back from this right now. I think they only pulled back from this from the moment. I don't think they just fully done and just threw the idea of making our own video games out the window. I think they took in consideration with the pandemic and things like that. And just in the long run, I think they took in consideration that, you know what? It's going to be more than AAA games. So let's just pull back from now, for now, and build up the infrastructure. Because the infrastructure is what's gonna allow anything we create to flourish and prosper. And I just said this in this episode, didn't I? I said if you have the if you create the infrastructure and you build it and it has little or minor issues, any game you release on that platform on that tech day and day anything you port there will run better and would need less fine tuning than it would if you just put it out okay it run it do this but you got a gang of issues 
Now, like I said, in this whole exchange and this Q&A Stadia Source did with Triangle Studios, Triangle Studios pretty much stayed neutral throughout the entire thing. And I like that. They didn't throw nobody under the bus. They didn't, none of that. But, you know, at the end of the day, they did say, you know, it's early in the cycle of Stadia and that there are some improvements that they could work on. But that's where they'll make their highlights and they'll speak on it and bring it up when need be. So, yeah, man. Uh, hopefully all of this, yeah, man, you know, hopefully all of this, you know, opens your eyes a little bit to your naysayers. Hopefully if you already been with the cloud gaming and you support cloud gaming and stuff like that, hopefully you understand that, yeah, this is a long play. You know, Google Stadia, you know, they, they play in a very long game. And I think it's for the better personally. You know what I'm saying? You know, and we gonna and we're gonna see where it go from here, man. You know, we, we just gonna see where it go from here. It's about two years or so. Stadia been around. I've been pretty much using Stadia for about two years and it's only gotten better. I play on Wi-Fi, it's not that bad. I mean it still irritates me, but it's not that bad. I even play on Ethernet. I play on both depending on the situation. So, you know, it's, hey, it works for me. It works for me. I, I like Stadia. I'm just, uh, like, specifically when it comes to the cloud service, I'm all the way Stadia. But I am in positive movement. I am in supportiveness. And just, I am here for all of cloud gaming. So whether you on xCloud, PlayStation, GeForce Now, Luna, we we gotta we all stand together because we can say like we can't make there is no console war with with cloud gaming it, it won't even be a tech war it's just efficiency war and if we gonna have a war about efficiency then we just about to sound like a bunch of dodo birds because <laughs> like hey, to be honest with you but uh yeah that's gonna be it for this episode of the gamer this episode of the gamers then man. I know this one is pretty long. I ain't did a long one in a minute. I ain't did a long one in a minute, man. So definitely run this one up, share this. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it, leave comments, all that good jazz, man. And I'm gonna catch y'all next time, man. Gone.